You are now tuned in to the Creative Ass Podcast, powered by M3 Creative. Hey guys, Michael here for the Creative AF Podcast, and today Curtis Wyatt, head of M3's Film and TV Division, will be interviewing Nick Conti the owner of the professional acting studio here in Atlanta. Nick's been an actor, a working actor, for over 40 years. Um, This is an interview from our Atlanta Film Production Group interview series. Um, So please make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify so you never miss an episode of the Creative AF Podcast. With that being said, let's get into the interview, guys. Hello, I'm Curtis Wyatt, and I'm with the Atlanta Film Production Group, and we're sitting down with someone very special today, a coach, a mentor, and someone that is obviously known in Atlanta, Nick Conti. Actually, Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, I started acting in New York years ago, actually 44 years ago. Um, And um, I was lucky enough back then to get a chance to train with some of the legendary teachers of that time. People like Lee Strausberg of the Actors Studio, which is still there to this day. Uh, Uta Hagen of the HB Studios, Herbert Berghoff, who is, hence the studio was named after. And I also had a chance once I had relocated to Los Angeles to study with a number of the renowned teachers there as well. I've been acting for a number of years and then I actually started teaching by accident. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when I was in California, um, a friend of mine who had a workshop going asked, uh, the teacher couldn't come in, and he asked me to come in and teach the class. And I said, I said, Don, I'm an actor. I, I, I've never taught. Yeah. And he says, that's okay. Just bring some of your audition sides or whatever you got and do some cold reads and just, just cover the class for me. I said, okay. I, I did it for him. And about four days later, he had called me and he said, uh, he said, well, I, I says, I want to tell you that about three quarters of the class called complaining. And I said, Don, you're my friend, but you know what you can do, right? <laughs> you can go, yeah. yeah, take a long walk off a short pier. I said, I told you I'm not a teacher. So he started laughing and he said, no, they want you back. They complain because they don't want the other teacher back. Wow. I said, you're kidding. And he said, I'll pay you well. Will you consider just try it for a month? It's just one day a week. It'll supplement your income between acting gigs. And I said, you know what? Okay, I could use the extra money. Listen, what actor can't use extra money? Right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's where it started purely by accident. And over time, I started to enjoy it more and more. And then I started to love it. And that's really where it all came from. And. The, the studio here, the Professional Actors Studio in Atlanta, opened 22, uh, about 22, over 22 years ago mm-hmm. is when I started. When I first moved here, I actually started first teaching some classes for the Screen Actors Guild. Okay. They had asked if I would want to come in and do a class because they had, I don't know if they have it anymore, but they would have like twice a month a little workshop for the for the union actors mm. and they would ask somebody to come in and do a work do a little teaching class and i had asked them because by the time i came here i had already developed a love for teaching in los angeles and i said would you consider me letting them know would it be okay to let them know that i would want to start to 
teach here on my own and could I invite them? And they said, absolutely. And that's where my first class came out of here in Atlanta was thanks to the Screen Actors Guild. And it was in a basement. And then eventually we opened up on Piedmont Road in Buckhead. And that's where that came from. So, See, hearing that story, one of the things that for me, like as an actor, what is it like doing doing that transition from being an actor and searching for auditions and then now helping people book the roles that eventually yeah for themselves because was there any type of hesitation because i know being an actor you're always trying to go get it it's a very competitive field yeah but your journey ended up being you know i'm going to help people that for some roles i know you read you're like i would be perfect for that like how do you make that transition from being an actor to now being a coach and helping other people achieve their ultimate dream you know curtis i'll tell you i think that being a teacher of acting, we never really lose our own personal love of acting. Um, and, you know, periodically I've still gone out and done some roles. I just don't pursue it very much. So, yes, yeah, sometimes someone will come to me and if I like it, I'll say, oh, yeah, I'd enjoy that. So it's not that I have totally put that completely on the side. Um, I would never want to compete against one of my actors that I'm teaching. I would always give them their passage. But... Um, it was just a natural, you know, when you have an equal love, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So as, as long as it's it's there, it's fine no matter where the direction goes. So I'm not so sure, and I can't speak for other teachers, but for me, the love of the work of acting has never really left. It just, it comes out in the form of me going to my studio, mm-hmm. watching stuff they do great, watching stuff that makes me go, oh Lord, where do we start on this one? <laughs> Okay, let's start again. Well, Nick, you don't have to talk about me during the interview. You really don't have to talk about our experience together. You could have kept that to yourself, Absolutely. but that's cool. That's Absolutely. cool, Nick, if you just want to tell everybody. I've been struggling. Okay. But one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of Atlanta actors, and I don't know if this is something that you noticed, but they like to compare themselves to LA actors and be like, well, why are we not in that type of room? Why are we not getting the roles and stuff? What do you think the biggest difference is between an LA actor and an Atlanta actor since you've had experience in LA yourself? I'll tell you, Chris, I actually think that the difference now is very minimal. I think when I first moved here, this market was still maturing, Mm -hmm. so it was different. I actually think the most disciplined, now I'm going to say disciplined doesn't necessarily mean they're better, but the most disciplined actors, at least till the time that I left, came from New York, which Mm -hmm. is where I started acting. Um, There's just a mindset of a certain discipline. It's like, you know that old that old theory that says always be working out, always be working out. That is the mindset of a New York actor without question. Um, and I think that has become more of the mindset in Atlanta as well. I think Atlanta has matured. And I think the quality of actors here is every bit as good as it is in New York or LA. I think the focus is a little different. In New York, there are many more actors that dream of being on theater row off Broadway or making it to Broadway as much as television and film. We're in LA, not to the same degree, and in Atlanta, not to the same degree. But then again, there's only one Broadway, and that's in New York. So there is a different focus on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Many more actors are becoming union here, so union has gained a lot of strength. Um, There's a lot more focus on if you're not working, train wherever you choose to. There's certainly a, a lot more quality studios here now as well. So there's a more, uh, a larger variety to choose from. Um, 
So I think Atlanta has really come onto its own very nicely. Okay, okay. Now, I know that me and you briefly talked before this that a lot of actors feeling kind of discouraged because now they're finally getting the bigger auditions, mm -hmm. they kill it at the audition, they're going to the callback, mm -hmm. and then it feels like when they get to the end of it, it's either someone with the bigger Instagram following <laughs> or someone that's of a bigger name that ends up getting the role. Yeah. And the constant thing that I keep on hearing is the word green. I okay. feel like actors are feeling like, oh, well, you're too green. But they're like, I'm auditioning. How am I supposed to become not green if you guys are not giving me an opportunity to be that? Yeah, I know a little bit again, like we talked about the dog feeling like it's chasing its tail and around mm -hmm. and around we go. If they feel, if you go into that audition and that work is that special, I truly believe you will override that sense of what they think is green. They may see that maybe you don't have quite the work history they might like. But if you, you know, I'm trying to think which actor said this. It was, be so good they can't forget you. So even if they don't give you that role, Curtis, they're going to remember you to give you something else. If you become so disciplined in your work that the quality of your work is that good, sooner or later you will not be ignored. You just have to keep the faith and keep working hard. I'll tell you what I have seen with sometimes, not all the time, but actors who complain about that, they go, well, I've been acting for two years. Oh, really? <laughs> wow, I am so sorry. You should have been a star by now. Come on. If you go into this business expecting to become a star in two years, I'm not saying it can't happen. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying the odds are very, very small of that happening. And you have to be willing to do the time. If, if you're doing this strictly because you want to have glitter and gold, go do something else. Okay. I got you. All right. So now I'm going to ask you a couple questions that sure. we had some people that wanted to know a little bit about you. All right. So the very first question is, oh, mm, uh -oh. got some name dropping in here. Uh oh. Can you ask him who were some of your biggest names that he's met? or have had working experience with? I guess someone that I just loved because I just loved his way was uh, maybe, hmm, my memories, maybe six years ago, I'm guessing. There was, they were doing some uh, callback casting at my studio. As, as you probably know, the lower level, we also do classes downstairs, but it is set up perfectly for casting. Mm -hmm. um, and a couple of times I've even worn the hand of casting when someone called me and said, we handle a project. I did one earlier this year uh, on what they call a SAG experimental contract. So not big pay, but pay. And so I knew that uh, a casting director was coming down from North Carolina to do callbacks on a film. Gotcha. And I knew that, that the director was going to be Denzel Washington on it. But that's all I knew. And I knew they had rented the space for the day. Uh, I charged her no more or no less than I would charge anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it was early in the morning, and I'm normally not even up this early, but I just happened to be up when the phone rings from my studio, because we don't want a phone to ring in the studio because mm -hmm. we're, we're teaching. Yeah. So the phone rings, I have an office in my home, so when the phone rings, rings at the house. I'm up, and for some reason it was like 8 o'clock, and I just happened to be up having coffee and I was in the office and the phone rang. I picked it up, you know. Hey, good morning, professional actor studio. And he says, hey, is this Nick? And I went, yeah, this is Nick. 
And he says, hey, Nick, it's Denzel. And I'm thinking, who the hell is Denzel? And he saw me and I went, oh, it's that Denzel. I went, oh. I mean, he called me for a minute because I didn't think he'd be calling me for anything and I would never disturb casting. And he says, he says, could you do me a favor? And I said, sure. He said, could you let, I won't say a name, let the casting director know that I'm running about 15 minutes late for the callback. So I guess he was coming in to do the callbacks. Mm. I said, okay. So um, I said, sure. I said, look, give me 10 minutes. I said, I only live four miles from the studio and I'll get right over there and tell him. He says, wait a minute, you're not at the studio. I said, no, I said, this is forward over to my home. He says, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want you to have to do that. I said, Denzel, I do not mind doing this for you. Just let me throw my clothes on and I'm only four miles from the studio. You know what he said to me? He said, absolutely not. He says, I, will, I do not want you to do that. I want you to relax. I will take care of it. I said, oh, are you sure? And I asked like three times. Yeah. He did not, he wouldn't want, it was nothing for me to do this, but he did not put me out. Then he says to me, what are you doing later? I said, I'm home until I go teach tonight. He said, can you come down to the studio? I would love to meet you. I've heard such great things about you and your studio. Mm. I said, Denzel, I think you have it backwards. I'm supposed to say to you, can I come down and meet you? I said, you know what? I don't want to disturb your casting, and I certainly don't want to disturb your casting director. He says, no, I'd really like to meet you. I said, wow, well, I would be honored to meet you. Uh, I said, tell me what time. He says, come down anytime you want. We stop the casting. I says, oh, don't get me in trouble. Please don't get me in trouble. <laughs> so, but I did go down and I did meet him. And we actually have a couple of pictures together in the studio. Um, actually, I think it's on the website too. I think I put a picture of him and I up. Okay. He was the most down to earth, down to earth, straight up guy. I can tell you no ego about him. It was like you and I talking. And I just thought he was a joy. I just, it was just the person. Yeah. Okay. And and someone of his caliber and his success. Plus, I think as an actor, he's wonderful. I just think he's wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with a number of people through the years. A lot of them are older stars. A lot of them have passed away. David Landa just recently died, and I had co-starred with him. Uh, you know, he was Squiggy, Oliver, and Shirley. Yeah. Um, I co-starred with Tony Randall back in New back in New York before I even went into L.A. This was on his show for NBC called Love, Sydney. Oh, and Tony was a great guy too. Uh, Susie Kurtz was his co-star on it and she had won a Tony on Broadway. And she was also sweet. Um, Margot Kidder I've worked with. She was, remember she was the first, um, the girlfriend to Superman? Yes. In the first Superman movie, Lois, Lois Lane. And so um, for the most part, most of the people are people that have been nice people to work with. I think for me, if there's someone that just turns out to be a jerk, I tend to just forget it. You know, you forget it and put it past it and enjoy all the good things that, and all the good people that you've had a chance to work with. Um, sometimes there can be some trials and tribulations, like especially in your early days of learning how to do something. And then like all of a sudden they come down the hallway. Here's a little lesson for all. Let's say you get a part, right? And you're on set. And like I had this happen to me, I was in makeup, okay? So I'm in makeup, we're getting ready to go on in like 10 minutes. And I see an AD, right? Assistant director coming down the hallway. Now my script is white, color of my script is white. And I see like 
pink pages in her hand. What does that tell you? There's revisions. Yeah. Now I'm in makeup to go on, okay? And I'm going, please don't come to me. Please don't come to me. I don't want any line revisions. Sure enough. Hey, Nick, to you. got some line changes. Whack. And there's those pink pages. Or they could be yellow or blue or, or whatever. So, and then you get a little, especially if you're green, you get a little nervous because you're going. And so I was, remember, I remember sitting in my chair like this as the makeup person is doing my makeup. And I'm trying to learn the new lines as they're doing the makeup because you're going to go in 10 minutes. That can happen. Mm -hmm. I really went off on a tangent on that question. Didn't oh, I? yeah. I mean, you went off, Nick, but I'm going to let you go. Sorry. This is your interview. I'm just here. I'm just here for the rap. <laughs> All right. So here is another question. When you were an actor, how many coaches did you work with yourself? Wow. Okay. Well, I worked with Herbert Berghoff. Mm -hmm. I worked with Uta Hagen. Those were both HB Studios. Um, I worked with Wynn Hammond of the American Place Theater. Um, Lee Strasberg of the Actors Studio of New York. Um, uh, the Milton Castalis, who is uh, the Beverly Hills, was the artistic director of the, of the Beverly Hills Playhouse. Okay. Um, I did some lo a long time studies with, with Uta Hagen, uh, with Herbert Berghoff, but to a lesser degree. Um, it was funny, Uta Hagen got right to her work. Mm -hmm. But she was always very graceful and very low-keyed. And um, so she wasn't the most exciting teacher, but she was a brilliant teacher. Yeah. Herbert had the same brilliance, but he loved to tell stories. So, so often in class, you'd only get to work once every two or three weeks, and you'd have to wait your turn. And he'd watch you in class, but you hardly ever got up. That's why one of the things we do, and I, I feel like I don't mean to do this, promote my studio a little bit, but one of the things we always believe in is that every actor works every week. I don't care what it takes. I want you on your feet. We want to make sure that you get up there and do some work, whether mm -hmm. it's a cold read, whether it's the on-camera work, whether it's improv, whether it's working on the script analysis, whatever it is. I believe that you know, you have to actually kind of pick up those weights and do them, so to speak. Gotcha. Actually, that kind of rolls into my next question. Okay. So tell us some of the class specifics and like, what is it like having a class with Nick Conti? What is something that someone's going to learn or what are they going to gain from working with you? Okay. Um, well, we work on a number of things. And, and if, I, if I may add, I've got a staff of wonderful teachers there and I actually think most of them are better than me. But, um, you know, so... All the teachers in the studio, any of the ones that teach any of the adult classes, my least experienced teacher has over 25 years. Mm -hmm. So they're all highly experienced. But in terms of just what we all do, like I had mentioned a little earlier, is that we work from Meisner Method and the Disciples of Stanislavski. And given that with, is a foundation of approaches, depending on the week, we'll do cold reading auditions. I probably have... 40,000 or more audition sites in the studio that I have collected for over 40 years. So we do audition sites from television, from film, from MOWs. Let's see how good you are. What's an MOW? MOW. What's an MOW? MOW. It's not a rash. It's not. It's not a rash. Like it. I mean, no, I've been inside a pandemic world. I think it <laughs> has something to do with COVID. MOW. <laughs> Movie of the week. Movie. 
Oh, movie of the week. I'm sorry, I would yeah. miss that. So television, film, movies of the week, okay. commercials, industrials, play, stage as well. And uh, so we'll do cold reading auditions. We'll do on-camera auditioning. Okay. And so we'll watch back the work and do it like you would if you were auditioning. We'll do improv because they think that plays an important factor for the growth of an actor. It helps you to create freedom, to trust your instincts. It helps you to listen and react. Um, and then we'll also do cycles of prepared work, scene study and monologue work. So they have homework to do. Okay, so that you take that work from the beginning level and try and bring it to full completion. So it's a full class to where you're even yeah. given homework. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then within that, we'll also work on script analysis, technique, we'll work on character development. We'll also help you with the business of show business. And we do this on a continuous rotating basis. We go 50 weeks a year. We only shut down for about two weeks from Christmas to New Year's. So basically what you're saying is what don't you cover? That's what we want to know, because you seem like you cover everything. Is there anything that you feel like as a teacher, like, I don't think this is essential in my teaching method? We don't teach you how to make lasagna. I'm sorry. I well, can't. I mean, but Nick, I mean, I mean, I got the whole lasagna feel. <laughs> I don't understand why you ain't teaching that. I feel like it's a missed opportunity, but whatever. It's, it's your life, Nick. You live it how you want to. All right. So the very last question that I have on here from people that wrote in questions, are, how have you made the progression from the school to online classes now? Because the pandemic has kind of taken over yes. the acting scene as of now. Yes. How are you making the transition and how can a student still gain that knowledge from doing online? Wow. And I can speak to this as well because it's become this distant thing. I mean, right now we're six feet apart yeah. as we're doing this interview. So the intimacy of acting is kind of gone of being inside a room right yeah. across from someone and reading. So how is it teaching now from online and in person? How are you adjusting with that? And, and that's a wonderful question, by the way, because it is, it's different, right? We're, we're until we get past this, and I mm. will get past this. We'll, um, we have added online classes. And just for clarity for any of your, everyone who watches the show, is that we are taking every precaution because we are still offering in-person classes, but everybody wears the mask when they walk in, period. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets their temperature checked, period. Everybody, we say, sit apart, spread out. Mm -hmm. And even myself, if I'm up there talking, unless I'm a good eight feet off and I'm just having so much trouble sometimes breathing when you talk yeah. a lot. But other than that, if you're not keeping enough distance, everybody's sitting in those chairs for the entire duration of the class. So, and this is what we've kept as a steady policy, no exceptions. I've had some actors say, you know, I have already gotten it. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get it again. Or, you know, I say... I'm sorry, I don't care. Not yeah. for now. Yeah. Um, but in comparison to that with the online, in the studio it's fine. Because you're doing a cold read, you can stay more than six feet apart of yeah. each other, it's fine. You're doing a monologue, you don't need to be on top of anybody else. On camera, you're spotting your mark, same deal. Even improv, although it's nice to be able to get closer, you can still do the work. Online, we've added some online classes. I do a Monday night online class, and Scott Oakley, one of my wonderful teachers, does a, a more advanced level on a Tuesday night. Is it the same as in person? Honestly, probably not. It, it's, is, it, is it still a chance to go to the gym and work out? Yes. It's far better than doing nothing by any means. Um, I have found that it's taken me some time to learn how to keep the energy because yeah. there's a certain energy when you're around people. But if you get the energy started right from the get-go, 
you know, like that car that just muddled my, my whole <laughs> sentence out, okay, yeah. then, then, then you get past it. And if you have a desire to learn, you can learn if you're sitting in a shack at 110 degrees, okay? So for me, the, the not breaking the consistency, if someone says, I want to learn acting, well, it's still a good time to start to learn, even if it's online. You know, we didn't really do much marketing on this. I don't even know how people really found out about this. But like my Monday night online class has been full we opened that one in September, and two weeks in, it went full, and it's never not been full. I'm teaching actors that live in Horseshoe Bend, Texas, uh, Utah, Virginia, Florida, Mississippi. So online is a great way for actors that say don't live in the market, that also want to learn the craft, and maybe they live in a place where there isn't any quality acting teachers. Mm -hmm. They can come online. For those that want to make sure they play extra safe, you can still learn with taking an online class. And by the way, if someone, like say, was asking that and they haven't been at the studio, I will let anyone come online and audit one time for free. Okay. Come on. See if you like it. If you don't like it, don't spend any money. Um, same with the in-person. If someone's not been to the studio and they would like to see what goes on in the studio, as long as they come in with a mask on their face and they know that they're okay, they don't have a fever, and take their temperature, they can come and order the class for free. Gotcha. And then if it, does, if it doesn't fit them, if it doesn't feel good to them, they can. no one's gonna push them. We don't have any contracts in our studio either. Okay. So everyone just simply pays by the month. So no one has to feel like they're obligated to pay for six months in advance. You do have to be on time. If you're not on time. Oh, I saw, I saw you your eyes kind of perk up about that. You've got to be on, be on time. time. I felt a little bit intimidated yeah. when you said that right there. <laughs> I feel like that's a pet peeve of yours. Right well, there. No, you know, I feel bad because like sometimes an actor will come, they'll be like 12 minutes late and then they'll, excuse me, and they'll call me and they'll say, um, you know, I came to order tonight and the door was locked. Okay, what time did you get there? Well, I was only 12 minutes late. I said, you were 12 minutes too late. I said, you can come back again when you know how to be on time. I'll say, well, what's the big deal? I says, when you walk on a professional set, and you walk on 12 minutes late. Let me know how that goes for you. You've lost that job. Or they will never hire you again, one or the other. Okay. So, especially when it's free, for God's sake, be on time. Okay. Yeah. Right, Even so get free tea and water. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So my very last three questions that I have for you, they're kind of little rapid fire. So your favorite director, your favorite actor, and your favorite actress. Oh, you can't do that to me. I've got oh, too oh, Nick. oh, no, this is the interview, baby. This is the hot portion. This is my favorite portion. Huh? I, got, I got too many. You got too many. You got to narrow it down to at least two to three in each section. Oh, God. Come on, Nick. It's no pressure. I mean, you're a teacher. You do this all the time, baby. Directors. Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, there's so many. There's so many wonderful directors out there. It's unfair to everybody else. All right, I'll stay with those first two. Okay. Um, best... Best actor? There's so many. Well, I've already mentioned I love Denzel Washington. I love Al Pacino. I love De Niro. Um, uh, I love Michael Keaton. Ooh. And uh, Michael Keaton, I always thought was a fun actor. But for me, when he did Batman, I thought he was the best Batman there ever was. I don't know why. 
I see. I see. I see. The whole peanut gallery over there is, is in celebration. Oh, that's a big debate around here. So I'm so glad someone. Are you with me? Biased. Are you with me, Michael? I'm a thousand percent. Yeah, She's yeah, conducting an interview. I know, but this <laughs> this is important. This part stays. <laughs> I love it. All right, um, so go ahead and give me your actresses. Um, boy, again, I have a lot of actresses that I just loved. Uh, Charlize Theron, mm-hmm. incredible in Monsters. Um, Oh God! Who just won for for Fences? She won Best Actress. Oh, Viola Davis. Oh my God! Oh, took my <laughs> took my breath away. Took my breath away. I thought to myself, if she doesn't get the Academy Award, something is wrong. But then, I liked Marissa Tomei. I mean, <laughs> she was. I mean, that whole thing about a baby deer. My, my cousin Vinny. Vinny, love yeah. that film. Um, but I could go on. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Um, I loved even the old timers. I loved Lucille Ball. I've loved, um, I mean, there's just so many wonderful actresses and actors, and for all different reasons. Um, uh, Daniel Day, I'm going back to the males again. Daniel Day Lewis and the roles he's done, like My Left Foot. Do you remember that? The true story? See, I haven't seen My Left Foot. Go get it. True story, all about a man who his usage was his left foot. It's inspiring. You see, to me, that sounds comedic, but I can tell by yeah. your face that it's actually... Oh, I know no, that Daniel Day-Lewis is in it. I yeah. know that it's a serious film. Um, how about who did... You see, I'm blanking. In fact, I said to Angel, do you want to watch this again? She says, honey, we've, we've watched it five times. We've watched it five times. And I said, you know, maybe we watch this tonight when a couple of friends come over for dinner. Did you ever see Cinderella Man? Yes, with Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. I loved him, loved him to death in that. I love him in that. Um, what was the one, the other true story about um, when he, that wonderful monologue, he says, will you fight? And he's uh, the true story of, of the William, William Wallace. Um, um, oh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. In Braveheart. In Braveheart. He was brilliant in that. Mm-hmm. Brilliant in that. Um, well, speaking about wonderful actors, how can wonderful actors get in touch with you? What's your contact and how do we actually reach out to get to you? Oh, okay. Do you want me to give the information? Sure. Yeah. Right here. Um, okay, so one, you could go to the website, which is proactorsstudio.com. Mm-hmm. That's one word with two S's, proactorsstudio.com. You can actually call, and I personally still answer the phones after all these years, after 22 years here, I still pick up the phone, which is 404-943-1873. Or if you don't want to call and talk, you can go on the website, and at the top of the page, to the right or left of the name, you'll say, order a class for free. Click on it. it. Takes maybe a minute. And it's good to come one time within two weeks. Again, uh, we do ask, be on time. Be willing to stay to the end. Your phone must be completely off for three hours. Eat before you come. No food. You can bring liquid or have teas and water while you're there. And then if actors who come to audit have questions for me, I'm always willing to stay afterwards and talk or answer questions or try and try and help them if there's something that they need to know about the business. Um, and uh, this way they have a chance to come, observe. And again, no one's going to pressure them. I never ask someone, oh, okay, do you want to sign up? If they're yeah. interested, to come and talk to me. If not, no worries. I'm glad you came and got a chance to see the studio. Gotcha. So any last remarks that you'd like to say to the people? Go ahead and look at the camera. Go ahead and give your last remarks. Anything that you'd like to say to them? Um, if any of you have like a late model convertible Maserati that you'd like to donate 
to the is that okay to ask that? Shoot, I'd ask it. Is that is that okay? Curtis is also in the market as well. Which one would you like, Curtis? I would actually I'm more of a Ferrari guy. You're a Ferrari guy? So I think you're a Ferrari guy. You can tell. Yeah. It's the clothing. How about Michael? Michael, what would you like? We could see maybe we can get a few things, you know. Oh man, I, I would go classic. I would go with the 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 '58 Lincoln. That's you know, it's in that beginning Whoa. of entourage with the suicide. Whoa. Okay, we should definitely end the interview on that. Okay, <laughs> this is Kurt's wife from the Atlanta Film Production Group, and I had an interview with Nick Conti. And please, you guys, if you guys have any more questions for any of the guests that we bring up, they're going to be bringing up actors, directors, and some more teachers. Please send them in. Write them down at the bottom. And we're sitting here at M3 Studios. You can come contact us to do your next interview. And if you know anybody that you would like us to interview, please contact us. We love you guys and be safe out there. Bye-bye.